Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5A D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Philippe. To recap, Mal having revisited her past through a dream, has found herself in this pit, this fighting pit. Unbeknownst to her how she got there, she is just being called by all the participants there, the devil. And Lance and Fleeple, in search of Malamara, were able to find a shady guard who led them to the, tr- the correct location of the fighting pit. After they entered, they saw, to their shock, Malamara entering the fighting pit arena down below just as they were announcing someone called the devil and that is where we join our adventurers today well there would probably be some shock on Fleeple's part when they announced the devil and then Malamara came out because Air 2 is obviously a demon not a devil how <laughs> dare you <laughs> I say as I slide my glasses up the bridge of my nose <laughs> From the corner, the geeky man just nods his head to you like respect. Oh, thank you, geeky man. So, before Malamara, your battle starts. Lance and Fleeple, you see this happening, and you see those around you. This whole arena, let me just describe to you kind of the makeup of the arena, okay? You have entered in from the southwestern portion of this arena, rimming the entire arena there are these booths or like structures that where some of them are populated by people with food some are populated with items and some are there standing with a bodyguard standing on either side of them uh directly across from you there do seem to be these booths that have uh that are made of stone that have this opaque glass to them and you can't see in there. But you do see one of these fancy individuals walking into one of the booths from the main thoroughfare out here. Now, as I mentioned, this is sort of like a coliseum or rather stadium seating to where uh, the further you go in, you step down because the seats are part of the stonework itself. From where you're currently standing to the middle of the arena, it's a gentle slope of about 100 feet, not only sloping downwards, but uh, if you were to think like uh, just height-wise from where you are down to the lowest seating portion, it's about 100 feet as well. And then the pit itself is depressed a little bit further than that as well. There seems to be like a, uh, and Mal, you see this being in the pit and having fought in here already uh, once or twice. Uh, it is about 35 feet from the sand floor where you are at to the top of the pit, but the walls are fairly smooth rock to prevent and or maybe discourage climbing and to even further discourage climbing there are sharp spikes pointing down into the pit surrounding this smaller circle to prevent people from jumping up and possibly escaping but there is a central hole directly in the middle uh, which does 
uh, seem to be free and clear all the way to the ceiling there. So the, it's just rimmed with spikes, but it's not a total cage, if that makes sense. So based on your description, there's no way for someone to climb out of the arena from the sides. Uh, if they were in the arena itself, that's correct. Uh, that, But it, the spikes aren't so dramatic and large to prohibit the viewing of the fighting in the pit below. They don't want to obstruct the violence going on below. They want to encourage these fight goers uh, to be able to see everything in the pit below. And there's a, I believe you said last time, there is a magical barrier, correct? Yes, there is a magical barrier to also prevent magic users from escaping or try to escape at the very least. Now, as this is occurring, there does seem to be a patron who has taken notice of Fleeple and Lance and comes up to you, both of you, and goes, Hello, gentlemen. How can I help you tonight? Uh, welcome tonight. Is this uh, just one of your first time? We'll see from your shocked expressions on your face. Well, I didn't know the devil was going to be here tonight. If I knew that, I would have offered myself up to go in there and fight. Oh, we've got a spirited one here, eh? I can see you got some fire in you, some prime on this that could probably do well in the pit down there. Well, I'll have to keep you in mind if you ever go in to put a bet on you. Uh, yeah, we're just here to watch the festivities, if you will. Uh, I didn't catch your name. Uh, who are you? Are you part of this establishment? Oh, yes, yes, all right. I'm, I'm here just uh, in the front, uh, welcoming newcomers, directing people, answering questions if I need to be. So sorry about that. But my name is Wanillium, and he takes a very deep bow. It says, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. Wanillium here. And welcome to the Bloody Bowl. <sighs> well... I see, I see you've, uh, you've heard uh, dealings of the devil, have you? Well, you must have been a repeat offender here, seen as somebody here last night. I must have missed you last time. Yeah, I usually go kind of under the radar. I'm, kind of, I'm quite sneaky like that, you know? <laughs> I've been so tiny I can see that. Lance just, like, looks at Fleeble's huge wings coming out the back, being like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the results speak for themselves. I mean, he didn't see us, so obviously that's true. I was really That's true. Sneaky. You are very sneaky. <laughs> you are very, very sneaky. Uh, you, br- you bring in your friend around. Let me, let me uh, introduce you to some of the, the locations that we have around here. As you can see, we have our general viewing area to see all the blood, all of the, the fighting that you hope to see, uh, with the devil being the forefront for tonight's event. And, of course, over here, you've got your betting pits. Um, you can go over there and you can bet on upcoming fights, take some odds, and uh, it's usually where most of the people go to uh, try to make a quick buck, if you get what I'm saying. You know, because it's it's betting. Yeah, of course. Gambling. Yeah, I, I've sworn off gambling after some recent experiences, but I appreciate the offer. All right, all right, of course, of course, of course. And of course, if we've got over here, if you're feeling a little famished... We've got some delicacies of Neverwinter brought to you by some of the finest uh, chefs that we could scrounge up on short notice. And you look over there and some of the um, people presenting food, like one person is like clearly ready for it. 
and uh, he's like, all right, this is my area, this is my stove, like, this is my, like, I, I brought lots of food here, and he's, like, really into it, but some of the other ones are, like, uh, vendors who were not aware that they were going to be selling food in an establishment like this, so some of them, like, have some fear in their eyes, and they're like, what is going, what is going on around here? <laughs> But just as this is going on, Malamara, you are have found yourself in the pit yet again, being thrust into the bloody bowl arena. Everybody above you is chanting your name. Devil, 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 devil. And you have already fought one fight by yourself earlier today against a. Uh, armored individual and you only took a few a little bit of damage there not too much uh for wear and you were able to knock them out uh and they were able to drag them away but from the stories you've heard of being thrust into the bloody bowl anything could happen and anything could jump out at you it's all about raising the excitement raising the stakes here in the bloody bowl and so you're unsure necessarily what to expect so with that in mind when you see two of the doors across from you open up you uh take a sigh of relief seeing that it's just uh two more individuals one of them being a uh, red tiefling who uh has like this uh, longer jacket and seems to be holding on to uh, a dagger in one hand and a rapier in the other and another individual wearing uh, who is bare chested and wearing very loose pants walks out and a, and a bald head uh, and both of them seem to be standing and uh, on the opposite side staring at you this pit itself is about uh, 60 feet in diameter and currently there is just sand populating the area around you. Um, so there are no obstacles between you and them. I'm going to need you to roll initiative, Malamara. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, you said it was 35 feet from pit to top. How far across would you say that the pit is? What's the, cir- the diameter of the pit? Yeah, 60 foot diameter. 64. Okay. My initiative is 19. While you're getting that set up, could I have a discussion with Fleeple? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll just be right over here if you need me helping me out. I apologize. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say that to the guy. But <laughs> well, I, I assume if you want to have a conversation with people, it's not with this guy mm. present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fleeple is very distracted looking over at the finest delicacies that Neverwinter has to offer. Uh, looking over there to see, like, you know, do we got any, like, Asobuko over there? We got any, what, like, ribeye cap steaks? What do we got going do you have on here? Ch- chutney? <laughs> chutney? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the delicacies in a little bit. <sighs> okay. Yeah, Lance is going to, like, be like, yeah, if you'll, if you'll just excuse me, I just need to talk to my compatriot here. And Lance will kind of lean over to Fleet, will kind of be like in a whispered tone and be like, Okay, 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 okay. Um, um, uh, Malamara uh, is, is in a pit, is fighting. Um, what, what do you think? What do you think we should do? Are we, 
watching? Are we helping? Should we should we get her out? Well, I mean, fighting is like the one thing that Malamara does better than anything else. Flipple, it's just me and you. You don't have to do the accent. Okay, fine. But I mean, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe we could like, maybe we could pass ourselves off as Malamara's managers or something. Because I mean, Malamara likes fighting. Look, just look at her down there. Yeah, but that's not like I don't think she's in the best headspace. <laughs> so, Mal, you're actually going to go first. So, we could actually continue this conversation while Mal and I continue this fight. That's, I mean, that's literally what's occurring on. So, should Jacob and I roll initiative to see when yeah, our conversation happens? In the <laughs> no, okay. you don't have to do that. You could just chime in. <laughs> We've already had really crunchy battle episodes. I don't want to get crunchy with uh, just conversation. <laughs> mm. I'll turn real quick before the battle begins official. I'll turn to that guy who was kind of talking to us who's probably standing off the side and be like, uh, excuse me, did you say these fights are, are just like to surrender? Are they to the death? What, are, what, what What's the protocol? Oh, yeah, well, well, it just depends on the night, depends on the fight, depends on the crowd, if you get what I'm saying. Depends on the contestants themselves. Some of them do have specific rules. This one, it's just to see, it's just to bloody each other up a little bit. It's not one of the main events, if you get what I'm, if you see where I'm getting at. Okay, okay. All right, thank you. All right, Mal, what are you doing? Um, because they are all the way across the 60-foot diameter... Mal will swing both arms around in a circle and blast an Eldritch Blast out of each hand at the two opponents. Absolutely. And what are your Eldritch Blasts? Or how are they looking? Like, what are they looking like, Mal? It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, let me roll my... So as Mal spins her arms around and blasts these Eldritch Blasts out... Clearly something is going on with her because instead of the like electric blue that they usually are, they are much more tinted with black and they actually scatter from her hands and they go way off center, which is odd for Mal because I rolled a natural one and an 11. Oof. Yes. These, um, as she lines up her shot, so to speak, her hands at the last moment, ugh, the force is too much and the Eldritch Blasts, they fly away out of her hands. Both of them look to each other, and they they nod to one another, and they start a charging forward to you, Mal. Do you charge to them, or do you hold your ground? I'm gonna hold my ground. Okay, so they charge to you, one of them. Fleeple, there's obviously something wrong with her. She usually hits those dead on. She's way off. <laughs> Thanks for noticing that, Lance. <laughs> so the one with the dagger is actually gonna uh, throw a dagger at you, but it's going to be with disadvantage because of the distance. Yeah, it's only a 10, so that's going to miss terribly. She ducks. And then the other one is actually going to throw a dart at you. You don't see many darts out here. Also with disadvantage. That one is a 15. That still misses. She ducks the other way and it flies past her into the wall. As you see the dart fly by you, uh, you see it has the faintest tinge of green to it as something drops from the needle and you're like, okay. Uh, but they uh, start to close the gap, but that is the first round of combat. Now it's actually your go. So the 
Um, we'll just call him. The monk is uh, 20 feet away from you, uh, directly in front of you, and the other individual is 10 foot back. She is about uh, 30 feet away from you. All right. Mao will now close the distance. She wanted to test out how far that they could actually run. And as she's running around her hand, she gathers that spectral energy. And as she runs right past the monk, not leaving his attack of opportunity space, she will smash her hand into the ground and cast arms of Hadar on both of them. Excellent. As you charge forward with your sword as a bluff, you go to you go to attack. He moves, and then you just uh, use your momentum to uh, put your back to his, um, so that you can get past him, but in between him and the um, the tiefling here. And so you they're both within a five foot range of you currently, and you slam your hand into the ground, casting arms of Hadar. Yes. Yes. They both must make a strength saving throw. Great. The monk got a natural 20, but the red tiefling only got a 12. And that fails because my spell save DC is 13. I forgot your spell save DC is so low. Oh, yeah, because my charisma sucks as a <laughs> as a sucks. warlock. Okay. The other will take nine points of necrotic damage and uh, cannot take reactions until their next turn. They are not restrained. They just can't take reactions. And the monk will take four points of necrotic damage. Sounds good. That is your action. You found yourself in between the both of them readying yourself. They uh, grunt in pain as they uh, yelp out. Um, The monk is going to first, having dodged out and is no longer being held by this uh, spectral limb, this spectral tentacle, is going to just whap, 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 smack you in the face and start punching. Yeah, that's a rough time. It's only a 15 to hit for the first. That misses. 13 for the second. That also misses. I might live. But a 24 for the third. <laughs> Yikes. Yes, that, that hits soundly. Oh, you only take four points of bludgeoning damage. Don't say only. And then the tiefling, they're going to slash you with a rapier with one attack here. It's only a 12 to hit. And so you uh, dodge out of the way and right over your head is the rapier. Um, and then their second attack is going to be a natural one. And they uh, they almost drop their rapier as the tentacle just pulls them back in place. Um, back to Fleeple and Lance. This one ought to be a good fight here. I mean, you've got two against one, but the devil, I think she can hold her own. She's been doing some pretty crazy things down there. You should have seen her when she first came in. She had this, like darkness in her eyes and it seemed like all the blackness in the room was being sucked towards her and uh, she even fought off the people trying to like pull her off of the arena last night oh it was wicked oh wow that just sounds fan freaking tastic <laughs> yeah. that must have been when you were here uh, seeing her fight and why you came back yeah I just can't help wondering though like how'd you land a fighter as fierce as this Oh, man, well, she came out of nowhere. That's one reason why we caught with the devil. Apparently, she was causing a ruckus up there as he points upwards to uh, the streets of Neverwinter. And so the constables, they tossed her down here <laughs> and uh, uh, let 
uh, letting her get her anger and aggression out here. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a great way to do policing. Very, very effective, for sure. Hey, well, we can definitely benefit from it, can't we? Oh, um, now, can I interest you, you folks, in uh, some of these uh, uh, fine, um, I was going to say foodies over here. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. As soon as he it says is. that, my heart sinks, and I'm like, maybe this isn't going to be so great after all. <laughs> Or do you have any questions that I can help uh, that I can help answer for you? If somebody's interested in like an audience with the devil, how can we make that happen? Oh, oh, oh my! Well, I don't know if anybody would want an audience with her just because, uh, in case uh, she would bite your face off. Well, but... here's the thing: I'm sitting here right now asking, so obviously someone does want an audience with the devil. Very true. Very true. Very true. Uh, well. Um, I might be able to, uh, see if I can arrange an audience, but it's probably not going to come cheaper, you know, those VIP experiences and all. Yeah, VIP experiences, and I pull out a single platinum piece, and I just kind of, like, start acting like I'm picking my teeth with it. Uh, he cocks his head and just starts nodding very slowly. I'll see what I can do, as he touches his nose and points at you. I'll see what I can do. I'll be like... Yeah, my, my my compatriot here, he likes to get a little a little a little crazy around the betting arena. Let me I we would love an experience like that. Just just give us a second. And I'm gonna turn to Fleeple and I'm gonna say, kinda whispering, Okay, it seems like Melmara's doing okay. If though we need to get out in a hurry, would you be able to cause a very, very big distraction? If that's the case. Maybe she'll just wipe the floor and we'll be fine. I mean, I've got thunder waves, I've got moonbeams, I've got fae spirits, you name it. Okay, um, I think the best place for distraction, Fleeple, I'm just looking at dead in the eye, I'm going to trust you right now. Mm-hmm. I think the best place for distraction is down by that betting table. Now, I know you had a taste for gambling earlier. Can you not risk everything down there while you're betting. (laughs) Now, you see, last time I was under the influence of alcohol and people do terrible things under the influence. And had a supervisor. Yes, I (laughs) and I turn towards the TV and say, alcohol is a terrible thing, is it not? And then turn back to Lance and say, I think I'll be alright this time around. Alright, um, I'm gonna ask about this I'm going to see if I can somehow figure out about this barrier and see if there's some way to... Because if we need to get out in a hurry, we need this gone. Mal, it is your go. You are between these two enemies. That stupid monk is so fast. Monk's a quick, yo. Mal, taking that damage and starting to get angry, will this time lace her fingers together and she's going to smash the ground again and cast Arms of Hadar again. And as the tendrils come up, after they wrap around my opponents and do the necrotic damage, they suck into Mal, and as a bonus action, she will enter a rage using the, uh, the totem spirit, Eagle. And the, the tendrils then become black spectral wings behind her. 
Ooh, very nice. So as you, uh, that's another strength saving throw, I believe. Correct. I'm just waiting for one of those totems to be like, and I'm going to use the totem of the snow bunny. And like, oh. <laughs> so that is a 18 and a 18. Perfect. I did 11 points of damage, so they take five each. And with my movement, I will run back toward the wall that they came from, so through them. And the totem of the eagle, they have disadvantage on attacks of opportunity. Ooh, so as you slam your sword into the ground again, it being wrapped right now, um, it causes this blackness to, uh, to emerge again, uh, but in eagle form, and you hear this, like, eagle sound uh, from the audience, but it's this warped, deep, dark eagle sound as it caws into the sky as these individuals get sucked towards Mal. Uh, she... Um, hops over the monk and runs away back to the, uh, her current location 30 feet away. Um, they both are going to try and take attacks of opportunity against you, but with disadvantage. So the first one, the red tiefling. That still is a non-natural 20 to hit. That hits. And then the monk. Oof, that one's only a 10. That misses. The tiefling. That's going to be six points of piercing damage to you as you run away halved. And so you run back to the entrance. Uh, and this darkness seems to be following Malamara, leaving a trail uh, to where um, anybody could follow her with her eyes, but not clearly see what's going on. And Mal, you feel strong. The tiefling is going to go now and they are going to uh, they've got a couple daggers and they're going to just toss two daggers towards you one is a 17 and one is a non-natural 20 again they both hit alright so that's going to be 8 points of piercing damage total for the two attacks halved to 4 and then the monk is going to run after you and they are going to um, multi-attack against you pow pow and then a third punch as well so the first one, uh, 18. That hits. 14. That misses. And a 10, dang it. That misses. Okay. Oof, okay, that is 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Half is five? Uh, five, yeah, five. And then you need to make a uh, dexterity saving throw, please. As the first attack, you block, second attack, block, but then the third one comes out of nowhere and uh, with, like, uh, open fist, punches you right in the chest, uh, knocking you backwards, trying to knock you prone on the ground. 19. 19 is a save. You skid, very anime style, <laughs> five feet behind, and you catch yourself digging the sword into the ground, keeping you upright, and you look up, and the darkness uh, is just seeming to be enveloping your vision, but you can see clearly this monk, your next prey, your next victim. It's your go, Mal. Did that tiefling move at all? Uh, no, tiefling uh, stayed where they're at, so that is Excellent. about 35 feet away. Good. Then I will just swing at that monk with all of my might with my sword. And then after this round, we'll get to Fleeple and Lance. I will reckless attack the monk. Thank you for declaring it, I should say. 
<laughs> instead Ooh. of after the fact. <laughs> uh, that was a natural 20. Oh yeah, natural 20. Abuya, I agree. Abuya. So that's a 27 to hit. Uh, 27 to hit is a hit. That's 13 slashing damage to the monk. Ooh. And Mal will hurts. movement. And with the eagle totem, I can move. I can take dash as a bonus action and will dash completely across the arena again. Disadvantage attacks, opportunity attacks from both of them again. Okay, so you are choosing to run past the tiefling um, so that you are within 10 feet of the tiefling then? You know what? No. She's going to run around the outside of the ring because she'll be able to make the whole 60-foot diameter. So she only has an attack of opportunity from the monk. All right, monk's going to go. Uh, that, that hurt them quite a bit. So, But in their haste, they try to go pop, pop right to your face. That's a f- non-natural 20, so that's a success. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to be six points of bludgeoning damage, half to three. All right, sounds good. Uh, and then you are now completely on the other side of the arena. Uh, the tiefling is 30 feet away from you still, directly in the center of the arena. The monk being 60 feet away from you, just marveling at how fast you are. Not used to seeing somebody faster than them. When a monk admires someone for how fast they are, you know it's real. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, the tiefling however they are going to run up to you uh, with 30 feet and they are going to wail on you they have advantage because you're reckless attack so first one man that is a 15 to hit that misses and the second 18 to hit and that hits oh okay and that is 12 points of piercing damage for you have down to 6 how's everybody looking I'm looking pretty good yeah, yeah. <laughs> people of Lance are like, yeah. Uh, they definitely don't need any foodies right now, but you know they're uh, they're looking pretty good. The monk is really hurt. The monk is like actively bleeding, holding their arm, but the tiefling is, seems to be doing okay. They've taken a few, uh, have taken a little bit of damage, but they're doing all right. What about Mal? I am about half hurt. Half hurt. Okay looking uh, com- incredibly dark and menacing and controlling this battlefield right now. Lance Fleeple. Uh, Fleeple, you make your way over to the betting table, right? Indeed I do. Just uh, Do you grab some foodies to... on the way? What kind of foodies are available? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to grab foodies. You don't have to grab... I'm not a food connoisseur myself. Thomas is not a food connoisseur, so... But as you pass by, one of them is uh as i mentioned some are like uh here you can have uh we've got a soup soup here for anybody who wants it uh and then another person's like get your uh, get get your nuts get your piping hot nuts over here but then the final one is like ah you individual you my friend you look like somebody who enjoys a good a good slap of meat come over here I have just the thing for you. I have the finest steak in the world. I have the finest meat you can ever consider here. Please, please, no, you're walking away. You'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I head on my way over to the gambling table, and I am essentially just, like, looking over to Lance, seeing if he's, like, sending me any messages, 
And if I get any sort of indication from Lance that it's time for a distraction, I'm just going to summon Star Platinum right on top of the bedding table. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So you are just prepping and waiting and looking. That's what it sounds like. You're not going to make a bet? I'm not going to make a bet. <gasps> he is in control. People's grown so much. I no longer put myself under the influence of mind-altering substances, I say, as I turn to the camera. <laughs> Star oh Platinum, no, although not summoned right now, it pops out from behind Fleeple, arms folded, and just nods their head. Fantastic. And uh, Lance, you're going to go down to kind of investigate a little bit of, of this magical barrier, well, right? I, I was, was going to talk to the guy, and I was going to... In doing this inve- investigation, I was going to just talk to the guy real quick and go, now, I hope you're a little bit of a wobbling jaw here that you can tell me. My friend here is way into, you know, he likes the carnage of it all, likes to place the bets. That's why he's obviously going down with the bed oh, table. He's not the only one, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm more interested in the in the behind the scenes, the, the, the putting on of the show, if you will, the technical side. Oh, I'm right. yep, fascinated yep, yep. by this barrier. What is keeping this in place? Is it, do you have like a, a person who constructs this and is holding it, or is it just part of the arena itself? Oh, well, not to worry here. We keep the protection of our patrons the number one priority here. That way, uh, no one can throw a sword out and uh, try to impale one of the viewers here. I mean, uh, although that would be entertaining, uh, that is not what we're about here at the bloody bowl well, so, of course uh, not yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not interested in the why I'm interested in the how because that I would really really like to pay my respects to the well, constructor of this friend we can't just reveal all of our state secrets here what if somebody were to try and create their own bloody bowl across town we're, oh, we'd have competition there we wouldn't have a monopoly on the market Lance will take out his own platinum piece and say, are you sure that jaw can't wobble a little more? Ah, well. Um, roll a persuasion check. Right. Oh, I'm not good at those, but okay. That's going to be 11. 11. <laughs> well, I do. I mean, I, I can respect the curiosity of a newcomer here, but as I mentioned... Gotta keep things somewhat close to the chest if we're gonna maintain a business. It is a business, after well, all. Well, you can't fault fault me for trying. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I certainly cannot. But uh, you know, it looks like you have a keen mind. I bet you could figure some of it out. I'm, but I'm, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. I, I gotta, I gotta respect the craftsmanship here, and I'll head down. <laughs> and enjoy the time. Enjoy the battle. Thank all right? you. Thank you, Catley. And I will, yeah, I'll head down then to the arena itself and try and, like, the border of it to try and see if I can figure out what's holding this thing in place. Yeah, go and roll a perception check. It'll be a little, that DC will be a little bit lower here for you since you're up close. But, Fleeple, if you'd like, you can attempt a perception check up where you're from just to see, like, what Lance is doing or if you wanted to get in on this as well. Yeah, I'll uh, give myself a perception. Why not? Mm-hmm. It'll just be a little bit of a higher DC for you because you are a little further away is all. I'm rolling low. <laughs> I got an 11. I got a 23. There you go. Whew. So that 11, Lance, um, the really the only big thing that uh, is 
grabbing your attention are the just the intensity that Malamara has as she and this tiefling they go back and forth uh, she's slamming into the tiefling with her sword uh, and the tiefling is trying to deflect and block with the rapier uh, just in this pseudo round that we're having right now the tiefling actually takes an additional uh, 8 points of damage from Malamara as she just wham wham just wailing into them uh, and they just are uh, grunting back before the monk comes in and goes pop, 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 uh, up, up Malamara, who uh, only takes two points of bludgeoning damage as well. So Mal, just go ahead and uh, notate that as well. Okay, this whole talking in between things is messing with my, my tactics here. <laughs> <laughs> there was a very specific reason that I had this set up this way. I see, I see. Well, we'll say that Malamara... No, it's, it's fine. No, it's fine. I apologize. They backed up a little you're bit. Okay. Uh, but as you're looking, Lance, you're trying to gauge exactly what is going on with this barrier. You go up and you just touch it, and uh, it's, it's, it sparks you a little bit. You're like, ah, ooh, ah. But you find that you can put your hand on it and push up against it a little bit if you'd like. It is a little painful and it is actively like sparking your hand. Like, you're like and uh, a drunk guy next to you goes, I wouldn't try putting your hand on it any further than you already have, brother. I've tried it, believe me, and it's, uh, it's not worth the time trying to get close to the action. Um, as he takes a long swig of his ale, um, and he goes, Go the devil! You're doing, you're doing good stuff down there. You're doing the work. Uh, but Fleeple, as you see Lance push, you see the sparking, um, you see a ripple occur in the shield itself. The ripple travels upward, and as it does, you can see that um, this stone pit is complemented by a stone column that seems to be the same diameter directly above it as well. And inside that stone column, um, you can see that there are these pulsing blue items up there, uh, whatever they may be, something is pulsing blue and those ripples get sucked up by one of those pulsing items in there. But it does seem to be inside that barrier itself. So that's kind of like what you're picking up with that barrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Malmar will jump to you. And I'm sorry, Mal. We can we can keep the same You're location okay. on it, the battlefield okay. there. That we're just all on the side that I started from, right? Correct. If you're okay with it, um, the monk is within 15 feet of you or directly next to you if you'd like. And then the tiefling would be 15 feet away from you. Mal will run. Shoot. <sighs> no, she won't. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> None of this matters. It's a game. It's all a game. None of it matters. <laughs> <laughs> Mal will, um, if she has her sword, I assume that they have not necessarily ransacked all of her belongings. Do I still have my Ioun stone? Yes, you do, actually. And it's very odd. They they get, they took it from you, but then as you're about to go in, they literally gave you all of your stuff back and tossed you into the um, arena. So you have your Ioun stone as well. So Mal will move out of their range, 30 feet. Yep, so disadvantage on from the monk, right? Correct. Uh, that's only an eight. Great, that misses. 
And as she gets out into the middle of the field where everybody can see now that it's a spectacle, as a bonus action, Mal will drop her rage and those eagle wings behind her almost turn to water as they melt to the ground and splash out with that dark energy staying on the sand. And she'll pull out her Ioun stone and cast mirror image on herself. That's awesome, yeah, and as you make this, as you drop this darkness and it imprints into the sand, there's a huge uproar, and uh, Lance, it's deafening being so close to the uh, pit itself as people uh, yell, they're, they're chanting, devil, devil, devil. Some are trying to throw things into the pit for the devil, and they get rebuffed by that uh, shocking barrier, magical barrier there. Fleeple, every single time, uh, the ripple going up towards those same sigils or items, whatever they may be, inlaid in the stone column itself. Mirror image being cast on you, Mal. There are now four versions of you, I believe. It's me and three illusory versions. Correct. And as all of them are standing, glaring, holding the sword, looking at the monk and the uh, tiefling, they all raise their hand and they beckon for the two enemies to charge Malamara. So, and that is what they do. The monk runs up and uh, they're going to take uh, their first jab at you, Mal. It's only a 12 to hit. That's a miss. That misses. An 11 to hit. That's a miss. And a non-natural 20, that's a hit. Do they hit your uh, mirror image? They hit one of my duplicates, yes. They uh, dodge, dodge, and then right through one of your mirror images. There's only two other defenses in front of you. And then the uh, tiefling is going to run up, actually, surprisingly, and is going to uh, dash, use its bonus action to dash. And it's going to get right up next to you, Mal, and it's going to take two attacks as well. 18 to hit. And 18 hits. And hits my second duplicate. And then the next one is a 24 to hit. Which also hits. And that is my last duplicate. Uh, all four, uh, all three, pop, pop, pop. Uh, and just leaving Mal glaring down these two individuals. Mal, it's your turn now. They are right in front of you. Uh, well, as a bonus action, she will re-enter that eagle rage. The blackness that was on the sand where we were 30 feet away slithers across the sand and up her back again and creates those wings. And she will use her Githyanki sword to slash at the monk. Excellent. And this is, you're using the plus two on this, yes? I forgot about my rage damage. Oh, well. Uh, that is a 24 to hit the monk. Monk is a hit. 12 points of slashing damage. As you smack into this monk, the monk, uh, you're, you hit him, you slash him, and you follow up with just a punch to the hilt of the, the sword, the pommel of your sword, and just the monk instantly crumples and falls to the ground, unconscious. Excellent. Uh, leaving the tiefling uh, staring at you in horror. Fleeple Lance, anything extra you want to do here? I'm just going to point at Fleeple and cast message and just say, all right, I'm not sure how this barrier works. I've tested it. It's not uh, pleasant to touch, um, but I'm not quite sure. Any, any leads? 
I am going to point directly up at those three shiny little dots and say, I don't know exactly what they do, but that's the source of our magic. Good to know. Good to know. Um, I'm going to, Lance is going to then back up kind of the, obviously I would imagine, yeah, there's like stairs leading down to kind of the overlay of the pit. He's going to back up those stairs a little bit so he can get a cleaner image of those and also a good view of the pit so that if he sees any kind of danger Malamara might fall in, he might plan something out. And then I guess he'll just send, if, if it's a couple rounds that we've done, he'll just send one more message back to Fleeple and just say, all right, I think we're just in a position. We'll watch and wait. If crap goes down, I will send you the code word. And what's the code word? You'll know it when you hear it. <laughs> All right. That's a long code word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> foodies. <laughs> foodies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just love that one guy's selling soup. I can imagine like at an MA, MMA fight, like a bunch of people with soup bowls just like, ooh. <laughs> Come get your Zuppa Toscana. <laughs> Toscana, right? Yeah, you get it with your Miller. <laughs> All right, Mal, it's your go. You and the Tiefling. Tiefling's looking a little horrified. Should be the Tiefling's, because it just took out the Oh, lock. yes, you're right. It is the Tiefling. The Tiefling's going to try and go for you. I'm an you. honest D&D player. You don't just make up rounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing. You meant two rounds. The monk had to get to me. That was two rounds. <laughs> 18 and a 15. Uh, the 18 hits and 15 misses. <laughs> All right. Oof, that is going to be 12 points of piercing damage halved. So six. Yes, and now it is your turn, Mal. Mal will smile savagely at this tiefling. Yeah, it's terrifying. And in that odd voice with Air two overlapping hers, she says to the tiefling, Some, some people call you a devil. devil. Do, Do you, you want to see why they call me the devil? devil? And she will slash with that Githyanki sword. That's a 21 to hit. It's 21. Great. That's a hit. That's another 12 points of slashing damage. And as she slashes, she goes for the tiefling's horns and tries to use that dark energy um, to scar the tiefling horns. Well, as that was their hit points that were keeping them conscious, you slash them, they scream in agony just as you grab their horn, the final scream as you are charring and burning their horn. Um, with that darkness and that blackness. And the crowd erupts in this just fanatical scream as these fans are clamoring and chanting your name. Uh, money is being exchanged. There seems to be somebody walking up and down the aisles, uh, handing out money, uh, collecting money from people, uh, uh, grabbing tickets and things like that. As you let go of the tiefling, they fall to the, the sand pit floor. And Mal lets out a primal roar and lets that eagle shape. It comes off of her and goes up in the field of magic and kind of explodes out and rains down, giving that show to the, the audience. 
Ertu is a showman. Absolutely. And um, Lance and Fleeple, you see this a magnificent display um, here with Mel. Her not being in danger anymore, it appears. Um, her being able to take care of herself. And uh, anything in particular that I know both of you are just kind of waiting and seeing, but does this change what you would like to do currently, or are you just observing? I'm good to still just wait and see what happens. Yeah, if she's, yeah, I'm waiting. If she's just escorted out of the arena and that's the fight, then we're going to go with Fleeple's VIP idea. And if something else happens, then we might. We'll see, we'll see where it leads. As um, Mal is uh, holding on to this applause, holding on to this cheering, the door behind her opens up. And she eventually does walk into the doors away to the same doors that she was brought into the arena. But what is Lance and what is Fleeple feeling right now is what I should have asked earlier. How are you feeling with this display of power, with this current situation you, that you find Mal in? I, I think Mickey said something very unique that I think Lance and Fleeple both feel because she, you know, did the whole cool eagle thing. But I, I thought that was so cool, Mickey. You said you didn't say Malamara is doing a show. You said Air 2 is a showman. And that yeah. really freaks Lance out feeling like I'm not watching my friend right now. I'm watching something else. Yeah, I was actually thinking to myself, like, wow, I didn't realize Malamara had such a flair for the dramatic, and turns out she doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lance is definitely right. scared for his friend. Yeah, I think back to, like, the conversation that Lance and I had, I think, on the way to Candlekeep in terms of, like, something's going on with Mal, and it might come back to bite us at some point. And both of you giving each other a knowing look, seeing Malamara not act herself, but be very capable down in that arena. That same uh, individual, Wanilium, walks up to you and goes, Oh, what I tell you, the devil always gives a good show. Glad you two can make it here. Um, Now listen, if you're looking for that VIP experience... I think I have uh, pulled a few, few strings here as long as you're able to provide a little bit of incentive for us to grant you such a VIP experience. I mean, what kind of incentive are you looking for? Oh, you know, just uh, a little bit of what you were showing me earlier is all. Um, it's just a generous donation to the Bloody Bowl for um, one of our exclusive privileges to see our exclusive champion of the devil. Well, sweet magnolias, we love to experience that treatment. Um, what exactly is the contribution Oh, well, it's merely a donation. It's not uh, something set in stone. So why don't you follow me and we'll go, well, I'll lead you right to her. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. As the both of you uh, follow after Wanillium and the Bloody Bull, as the chanting starts to die down and it's just uh, just um, a lot of uh, buzzing buzzing conversations talking about the devil and be like did you see her did you see the darkness envelop her oh man and uh seeing like i could have sworn her eyes were red i could see him i could see him from up here um and uh, other conversations being like oh, the, that's the devil themselves the devil incarnate she she's she's here to bring justice she's here to bring 
She's here to bring justice back to Neverwinter, I tell you. And you hear these unsettling conversations of these people um, revering, honoring, and uh, being in awe of Malamar's performance. It definitely leaves you uncomfortable as you walk deeper into the depths of the Bloody Bowl through a side cave to go meet your friend, the devil. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of iCast Fireball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My friend, the devil. A, a wonderful thing <laughs> oh, to oh. say. <laughs> I just got, I just got this idea of what might happen. Oh boy, this is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting. Well. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> it's just a game. Thank you. <laughs> it's just a game. Thank you, everybody. Uh, especially thank you for Mickey for allowing me to uh, let those rounds be a little <laughs> loose and uh, fluid there to keep the story progressing. I'll try to minimize the amount of times I do that. No, <laughs> so. I honestly, like story-wise, that made way more sense. Yeah, it really did like make more sense to just go through some of those things and just be like, this is the damage because they were talking. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate my, uh, it's just a game, just a game, folks. It's not like people are judging me listening to this actual play podcast or anything. <laughs> <laughs> just just a game. Uh, well, thank you to my players, Ned, Jacob, and Mickey, but uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us on this week's adventure of iCast Fireball. If you like what we're doing here, please uh, consider leaving us a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice. It lets us know that you like what we're doing, and it gets us into other people's recommended feeds, which helps get the fire going and spreading the word out there. Um, having uh, been Josh on the episode, uh, we've gotten a huge influx of brand new users, so uh, or new listeners i should say so welcome new listeners we are are glad that you're along for the ride and we hope that you stay and uh come check us out and see where the crazy jank squad will lead us next if you also like what we're doing please consider following us not only on our social media feeds at icastfireball20 but uh, consider leaving us uh going to our Kofi account and leaving us a donation to help support keep the lights on pay for some admin fees that we've got over here and we would just really really appreciate that if you want us to leave something a little bit longer than a five-star review you can shoot us an email at icastfireball2020 at gmail.com where we get a ton of people reaching out to us don't want to forget uh, our sister podcast improv tabletop where they have recently ended their first campaign in the avatar legends world oh my goodness ned well done how fun and uh just good job just absolutely good job taking that brand new system running with it making it an actual play uh honestly round of applause for ned he did such a fantastic job as the keeper over there i highly recommend you go listen to him and his three uh, players that he has over there and they've got new stuff coming out too so they're not leaving the world of the avatar quite yet so stay tuned for season two that they've got coming up lastly don't forget to like subscribe and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers but until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara, the <laughs> devil. Lance Thalen. And Philippe. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.